Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Suzio of Geodata Vision. Dean, just this year, we discussed CRA, fair lending, and redlining. Appraisal bias, 1071, ERM basics, BSA, AI, and other regulatory hot topics. This is an extensive list. In fact, you titled this uh, podcast, Keeping Up With All The New Regulations. I thought to myself, is this Dean's version of Keeping Up With The Kardashians? So <laughs> so what interesting topic do you bring to the table today, Mr. Kardashian? No. Yeah, yeah. well, I certainly, uh, I'd certainly love to have their paycheck for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we certainly have, Len, covered a myriad of, of, I'll just summarize it as great topics that I believe are uh, very helpful to our audience. Uh, and today, I figured I'd offer a little bit of guidance to compliance officers on keeping up with all of the regulatory changes. And I also have, you know, just a, something about uh, uh, the chatbots and, and, mm-hmm. and to, as an example, and I'll unpack all of that here in just a moment. Well, I think that's a great idea, Dean. Not only have we seen changes in the regulations, but changes because of interpretation or shift in expectations by regulators. So how many hours is this presentation going to go? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd like to say a couple, but I don't think anybody would listen for that long. So we're going to try to condense it down in just to, uh, you know, six or seven minutes just to give you some uh, food for thought and things to take with you uh, or takeaways, I should say, uh, from this presentation. Not only initially on how you should monitor, uh, you know, regulatory changes, but also getting into some specifics or an example, as I indicated, with recent guidance that came out around about chat box. But, uh, you know, as you know, you are correct about all the new regulations with the new 1071 rule, um, expected CRA final rules, uh, BSA, BSA, excuse me, uh, beneficial ownership rules. Uh, automated valuation method rules, Reg Z, qualified mortgage rules, data <laughs> rights, card rules, instant payment systems. Oh my goodness, I'm out of breath. But can you see why this is it, this could be a difficult task for compliance professionals? Uh, and these are, you know, all in addition to the attention that's being afforded to fair lending right now under the DOJ's redlining initiative and the application of UDAP's unfairness standard. Uh, and, oh, like I said, did I mention AI and chatbots? So mm-hmm. there's a lot. There's an awful lot. <laughs> well, uh, that's for sure. I I think I counted the list that you've compiled. It was like at least a dozen or so <clears throat> different changes. And I've certainly been focused on CRA and climate risk. Uh, but let's hear what you have to say today. I'm certain our audience is very, very interested. Yeah, well, now you can see why keeping up with the changes can be a little bit of a challenge, especially for smaller institutions that don't have, let's just say, large or robust type compliance department or systems that assist in these efforts. So today I'd like to walk, you know, a new compliance professional through a recent guidance that was published by the CFPB in June. um, And that will illustrate steps that should be taken, whether it's a new regulation whether it's a, an interpretation, issued regulatory guidance, so on and so forth. What the CFPB doesn't do is release 
a new law or regulation oftentimes. So the compliance officer is left with asking, you know, what do I do with this Mm -hmm. guidance as there's no regulation or anything specific necessarily to point to or anything new. However, there is a lot to do when you see regulatory guidance, again, a shift in postures, a shift in expectations, so on and so forth. So, you know, I think it'll be important for, for this today. Well, you know, Dean, I agree. There's much to do and we just can't move on because of no regulation or change in the law. But how does one first learn of these changes, whether regulatory or guidance in nature? Yeah, Highland, I'd first provide you know guidance on techniques that one could use to keep up with the regulatory changes. Then I'll I'll, I'll kind of pivot uh, and, and provide some specific examples on recent guidance, as I just indicated from the CFPB, uh, to illustrate how I would address in processes. But first, let's start with the regulatory monitoring piece. I think that's probably the most important. Uh, aspect as of as of right now with all the regulatory changes. So, you know, I think it kind of a no brainer. Stay informed. Um, I, you know, the, probably the first step. Uh, changes evolve and they occur daily. Uh, I think that somebody needs to, or or at least somebody within the institution, typically the compliance officer, is tasked with tracking uh, those changes, those regulatory changes or interpretations. Um, so a regulatory calendar uh, is certainly uh, helpful uh, and uh, use other resources such as your local associations, your regulatory agencies, uh, perhaps even a subscription service to stay up on those changes. Uh, we uh, provide a newsletter in a calendar um, and those combined or cumulatively um, are the really the tool that we use in order to stay up and keep people informed on what the regulatory changes are. Uh, monitoring websites is also a very helpful tool uh, to see what could be changing. Attend online or in-person conferences. Um, obviously, you and I know a lot about that because not only do we attend them from time to time, we also put them on in the form of webinars or uh, online type guidance. Um, these, it's a means of growing connections. It's a great way to stay up on the regulatory changes or interpretations and in uh, and, 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 uh, certainly uh, helps expedite uh, uh, your your awareness relative to uh, uh, the changes. Uh, and I might you, add, uh, Dean, uh, yeah, that this, this podcast yeah. is a good example of how to keep up with uh, the changes that are going on, which you and I have been talking about for the last going on two years now. So, uh, yeah. you know, we hope we're a great resource in these podcasts for these issues with uh, compliance and risk officers. Absolutely. And I'm glad you said that. It kind of just missed my radar a little bit. But yes, the importance of this is, you know, it is significant. And and, and uh, we've received some very valuable feedback from our audience mm-hmm. um, as to our podcast. And um, while they may be short in nature, they're extremely informative and pointed on various uh, uh, topics to, to really assist those compliance officers. So very good. And thank you for sharing. Um uh, or reminding me, I should say. But um, mm-hmm. the other the other step I was going to say is review internal processes. You know, once you become aware, you know, of changes or guidance, uh, you should conduct internal reviews or audits to identify any gaps uh, in your existing practices compared to the new guidance or requirements, and of course, update uh, processes and procedures accordingly. Uh, use software if you have the ability to do that. Uh, uh, and the financial resources, uh, compliance software might be a productive way uh, to manage uh, regulatory changes. Uh, build a team. I always say somebody's got to be there. Uh, you got to have that guy, uh, that 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 professional that uh, not only 
uh, can help identify uh, what the changes are, but also help implement, interpret, and train accordingly. So, you know, again, make sure you have the bench and make sure you have that person, that captain on the team that can certainly help you. I know these are just a few techniques to monitor and implement change, but uh, again, in a short part podcast, uh, uh, they're, they're very helpful uh, for somebody. That's great advice for our listeners, uh, Dean. Uh, now, I think there was something that was issued recently by the CFPB that you might want to cite as an example. Yeah, as I was just mentioning, in June of 2023, Len, the CFPB published a spotlight and blogged about uh, financial institutions and their use of artificial intelligence and chatbots. In the blog, the CFPB touches upon the risk involved with using chatbots and in particular from a UDAP perspective. So something that we've talked about on, on numerous occasions is UDAP and how they take that broad brush approach to every regulation. We know that the CFPB is discussing existing laws, regulations, and guidance on the newer topic, um, which is the use of chatbots. And the compliance officer uh, may be asking, how do I respond to this, given there are no regulatory changes? Um, so that's, you know, I, I think that's probably uh, anybody's first reaction. So first, I would say gain an understanding of how and where the institution is using chatbots or uh, chatbot-like technology. Um, include in this any project where uh, chatbots or chatbot-like technology is being considered. That's a good first step. Secondly, uh, for each of the above items that I spoke of, ensure that all risks are identified and discussed. If there are projects in flight uh, that the compliance professional wasn't aware of, uh, that's an issue right there. Um, Risks need to be identified and discussed at the planning stage of projects, not toward the end. So remind the lines of business leaders that that uh, the compliance professional needs to be involved uh, in these types of discussions and certainly implementation. Third, uh, ensure that adequate testing is being performed. Um, ensure that testing isn't designed just to spot failure and erroneous information being provided, but also to spot endless loops uh, the consumer can exit or the provision of choices for the consumer to click on that don't reflect the consumer situation, but force them to select something that they don't wish to select. So uh, frustration and stress in the process is viewed negatively by the CFPB or any regulator for that matter. So again, let's uh, remain calm and and try to uh, uh, navigate our way through these changes. Next, provide updated training. I mean, I think that just goes hand in hand with everything we do. Uh, We need to train people and be very specific, sometimes job specific, uh, depending on what their job may be. Um, but we need to provide updated training on the compliance risks associated with using those chat bots or chat like technology. So and then lastly, I would say consider updating your uh, complaint intake form to have an identifier uh, for whether the complaint involves the consumer's interaction with a chat bot or a chat bot like technology. Um, so I think that's imperative to identify it that way. So, you know, these are just a few recommendations. But as I mentioned, it all starts with monitoring for the change or guidance and then creating a process around that uh, to address in the, the implementation in the regulatory uh, advice. Well, Dean, you certainly packed in a lot of advice, great advice in this podcast, and I'm certain our listeners will benefit from listening to it. Well, thank you, Len, and I hope our audience found the guidance helpful. This is Dean Stockford from Eminent Consulting.
And this is Len Suzio from GeoData Vision saying thank you for listening to today's topic. And please let us know of additional topics you would like to hear in future episodes. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes, and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. Follow M&M Consulting and GeoData Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics.